welcome to another episode of the Volunteer Connections podcast with Girl Scouts of Nassau County. My name is Kathy. I'm a volunteer training and resource manager with Girl Scouts of Nassau County, and I am your host. If you can believe it, we are already approaching bridging season. I'm going to talk about everything that you need to know about bridging in this episode, which will include how to plan a bridging ceremony with your troop, the resources that are available to you to help make the planning process easier, and how you can customize the ceremony to fit your troop's needs. As a reminder, in the description below this episode, you'll see timestamps, which tells you when I talk about each specific subtopic of this episode. So if you want to jump ahead to those specific topics, be sure to look there. So let's start with the basics of what bridging is and when it should happen. Bridging is when girls move from one level to another in Girl Scouting. It's a beloved Girl Scout tradition and a time where girls' achievements from throughout the year are celebrated and honored. Girls are ready to bridge when they've completed their time in each Girl Scout level because Girl Scout levels are based on the girls' age, right? So, for example, Girl Scout daisies are in kindergarten and in first grade. So, when girls have completed first grade, that means they're ready to move on to the next Girl Scout level, or as we call it, they're ready to bridge to the next level. So they would be ready to bridge to the brownie level. Now brownies are girls in second and third grade. So another example, if you have a troop that is completing second grade soon, they would be ready to bridge to the level after that, which is the junior level. If you're unsure if your troop is ready to bridge, check out the bridging guide that I linked below in the description of this episode and it'll break all that down for you. Now it's important to note that some troops host their bridging ceremonies in May or June because they're mimicking the timing of the end of the school year. But it's important to know that if you don't host your bridging ceremony during this time of the year, that's okay. The other option is to host the ceremony at the beginning of the next school year in the fall, which serves as a nice kickoff to the new Girl Scout membership year. Overall, this decision is up to your troop and what works best for them. Now let's talk about the insignia that is traditionally presented to Girl Scouts as they bridge. We'll start with the bridging award that girls can earn at each bridging level. I want to talk about this before getting into the nitty-gritty of planning a bridging ceremony because the bridging awards are something that girls would earn before the ceremony takes place and they're something that you would give girls during a bridging ceremony. So there's a bridging award available for girls to earn at each bridging level. There's a bridge to brownie award, bridge to junior awards, bridge to cadet awards, and so on. The actual award looks like a rainbow arch and each level has a different colorful pattern on it. I've included a link below to what the awards look like so you can see how they change from the levels. They're really beautiful awards and they look great on a girl's vest or sash. So to earn the awards, girls have to complete two steps. The first is the pass it on step and to complete that one Girls would think about what they've accomplished throughout their time in Girl Scouts so far, and then they would need to pass on some of their knowledge to younger Girl Scouts. The second step is called look ahead. 
for that, they would need to learn something from Girl Scouts that are in the level that they're bridging into. So earning these awards really is a nice opportunity for girls to be reminded of the amazing things that they've done so far, and as well as just for them to be able to learn from older Girl Scouts, which will get them excited for the level that they're soon going into. So while these awards are available for girls to earn, they're not required. So that means if a girl doesn't earn the bridging award, she can still bridge to the next level. Again, these bridging awards are not required and girls can still bridge to the next Girl Scout level even if they don't earn them. I just like to clarify that because I found that that confuses a lot of people and it's a common misconception that girls have to have these bridging awards in order to bridge. That is not the case. They can bridge without them. So if your troop does want to earn the awards, you would need to plan that with them and ensure that they'll have enough time to earn the awards before you plan to host the ceremony. I've had leaders ask me that if the girls weren't able to earn the awards before the ceremony, is it okay for them to earn it afterwards? The answer to that would be yes, as long as the girls earn it by September 30th of that year. Why is that? Well, starting October 1st is when the new Girl Scout membership year starts. So as of October 1st, the girls would be in the next Girl Scout level. So they have to make sure that if they're gonna earn it after the ceremony, that it needs to be before October 1st. So, just to clarify further and give you an example, if a troop holds their ceremony in May or June, they would have to earn the award anywhere up until September 30th. September 30th is that deadline of that year. Okay, so now that you know about the bridging award, let's talk about the other insignia that girls could be presented with as they bridge. and. Other insignia would include the membership stars and discs, and also the Girl Scout membership pins. So the membership stars and the discs that go behind the stars represent each membership year that a girl has completed in Girl Scouts. So the timing on this next part is very important. So you would give a girl a membership star with that disc that goes with it, in a bridging ceremony, but only for the membership years that she has completed. So again, there's a membership star and a disc that goes directly behind it, and that girl should only receive that membership star and disc for each year that she's completed in Girl Scouts. So as an example, let's say you have a brownie troop that's in second grade. They completed their first year of brownies, which was in first grade, so they should have already received a membership star and disc for that first year of brownies that they completed. Now, if you didn't give this to them, it's not too late. What matters is that they completed that year and they have a star with the disc signifying that they completed that year, okay? Now that they're in second grade and ready to bridge to the next level of Girl Scouts, you can give them that second membership star and disc, but it's contingent upon two things. So if their bridging ceremony is at the end of the school, school year, let's say in May or June, well that's several months before the next Girl Scout membership year ends, right, on September 30th. So 
you would need to know if the girls would be staying in Girl Scouts until that time. You'll know that if the parents are willing to renew their daughter's membership for the next year, or if you don't want to hold parents to that, then you can just wait to give it to the girls until September 30th. So again, to know if you can give them that membership star and disc, if you're holding the bridging ceremony in May or June, it's too early to give them that star and disc. You would have to know that they are completing the rest of the Girl Scout membership year. So let's move on to the membership pins. So Girl Scouts would receive a brownie membership pin if they are daisies ready to bridge to brownies. Then when girls are brownies ready to bridge to juniors, they would have the choice of either the official Girl Scout trefoil membership pin or the traditional membership pin. It's completely up to them which one that they choose, but whichever one they choose will be the one that they are going to keep for the rest of their time in Girl Scouts. Now brownies is a special level because in addition to getting their membership pin, they also get their brownie Girl Scout wings. And there's a whole story behind why at this level they also get Girl Scout wings. So I'll link that story below in the description of this episode so that you can learn all about the history behind it and pass that history on to the girls. At Girl Scouts of Nassau County, we do sell bridging kits that includes the insignia that you need for a bridging ceremony. It also includes some fun things like a bridging certificate. Um, the great thing about these kits is that they're pre-packed for each girl, so it makes it super easy to distribute to each girl during the ceremony because everything is all separated and ready to go. So definitely consider going to our Girl Scouts of Nassau County shop, which is located in our Council Service Center building in Garden City. And then lastly, let's talk about how you can also give girls a vest or a sash during their bridging ceremony. So this is contingent upon getting that commitment from the girls that they're going to be, of course, continuing in Girl Scouts and going to be renewing their membership for the next level. If you have that commitment from them and they've registered for the next level, you can give them their new vest or sash for that level that they're bridging into, which is a really nice thing to be able to do. A lot of girls like to be able to put that new vest or that new sash on during the ceremony. Now I know that was a lot of information to process but the bridging guide that I linked below reiterates everything that I just explained, so definitely take a look at that so you can get a visual of all the details. Also, as Girl Scouts of Nassau County staff, we're here to support you. Please don't hesitate to email us at customercare at gsnc.org for any questions that you have, or if you want to meet with us face-to-face, -face, we have virtual office hours where you can meet with myself or my training partner, Krista, and we'll be happy to answer any of the questions that you have related to bridging or anything else Girl Scout related. The link to sign up for those office hours is also in the description below under this episode. Now we're ready to talk about planning a bridging ceremony. So any Girl Scout ceremony typically has three main parts, the opening, the main section, and the closing. 
The opening is where girls would welcome their guests if they do decide to invite guests. They don't have to. The ceremony can be private where it's just you as the troop leaders and them. Also during the opening, girls might recite the Girl Scout Law and the Promise and even do a flag ceremony. All of these things will help to get the ceremony started on a smooth basis and just set a nice tone. The main section is where girls can look back on what they've accomplished so far up until that point. And more importantly, they can focus on all that there is to come as they move forward with their Girl Scout journey. Now this could look like you as a troop leader reminding them of how they've grown up until this point and then sharing things that they have to look forward to in the next Girl Scout level, which could be badges or fun trips, anything like that. Then after doing that, girls would then typically cross a bridge. This could be an actual bridge that they cross, or you could set up the location where you're doing the ceremony to mimic a bridge that the girls can cross. Overall, the whole point of girls doing this is because when we cross a bridge, it signifies that we're moving from one place to the next, which is exactly what girls are doing when they bridge. They're moving from one Girl Scout level to the next. Also, you should know that girls aren't limited to just crossing over a bridge. They can actually also walk under one as well. To see examples on how to set this up, be sure to check out our Bridging Ceremonies video, which can be found in your GS Learn account. So just log into your GS Learn account and then click on the section that says 168 GSNC Training Tidbits. And you can find the link to log into your GS Learn account in the description below this episode. Girls would also be presented with the bridging awards that we discussed and any other insignia and their new Girl Scout vest or sash during this section. After the main section comes the closing section. Now this is where the celebration ends and girls can do a friendship circle and another flag ceremony. Now it's important to discuss all of these details with your troop and ask them if they want to incorporate anything special into the ceremony. They can customize it any way that they'd like and put their personal touch into it. They can incorporate songs that they want to sing, poems, anything else that makes them feel like this is just their ceremony and represents them as a troop. And of course, when girls are younger, you as the troop leaders would be taking more of a direct role in the planning, but always be sure to ask the girls what they want, and they should always just be included in the planning process in some ways. For older girls, like the junior level and up, they should definitely be at the forefront of planning, and you'll be there to help guide them, but they should definitely be taking the lead on the planning parts. Now in the bridging guide that I mentioned, you're going to find different ceremony outlines for each bridging level, which is really great because it gives you all of the speaking parts, materials, and preparation that you would needed for your ceremony. So definitely consider using those outlines at least as a guide to help you to get the ball rolling, to see how you could organize the ceremony, and discuss it with your troop to see how they want to customize things further from there. 
That brings us to the end of our episode today. Don't forget to follow this podcast and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes as they come out. You can find this podcast on gsnc.org, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Don't forget to look in the description of this episode for all of the resources that tie into everything I discussed. There you'll also see our podcast feedback form, which is where you can tell me what you want to hear about in future podcast episodes. And you'll also see a link to donate to GSNC. To stay informed, consider joining myself and my training partner, Krista, during our live monthly volunteer connections meetings, where we connect with you face-to-face and teach you ways that you can build your skills as a volunteer. The link to register for those meetings are in the description below. Thank you so much for joining me. Tune into our next episode on May 25th, where I talk about our council patch programs.